Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. All right, here we go. Glad you're with us. Westmore, Joe Franklin. It is a fantastic Wednesday, ready to roll 16 days until the start of the college baseball season. And that's how we're starting today. We're going to talk a little Diamond Hogs baseball with the head man, Dave Van Horn. Normally, we don't start a show out with a guest. Normally, Joe and I will come on here and we're going to set the table. We're going to talk about the big topics of the day and maybe what happened like last night. For example, tomorrow we'll come on first segment we're going to talk about the Razorback basketball game against Missouri so traditionally that's what we do we start the show off with kind of a rewind of what's been what's going to come up and uh, just kind of get get ease into things well there's no easing into things today I say that as Joe is trying to get Coach Van Horn on, and we got him now. So we're not easing into it. We're going to go straight to the phone lines and bring in the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks baseball team. Dave Van Horn joins us now. Coach, thank you for coming on, and thanks for carving out some time for us today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Weather's, weather's been great. Oh, isn't it awesome? I mean, yesterday it was 74 degrees in Little Rock. And and normally, Coach Curry here with the Trojans always jokes, you know it's baseball time when it starts snowing in Little Rock. It's kind of the same for you guys, too. It is. You know, it, it was nice pretty much early December. But as uh, the school was about ready to kick back in over here, it, uh, it, got, it got a little nasty. But we've gotten our work in. You had three scrimmages over the weekend. What were you able to learn in just those three scrimmages? Well, I, I mean, we learned a lot about our team really in the fall. You know, as far as the three scrimmages, I mean, I don't think we really learned a whole lot as far as what we didn't already know. We have really good pitching, and there's a lot of there's some position battles, and we'll just we'll just let them kind of work themselves out. The thing that we're you know, we're we're hoping for is that these younger pitchers will continue to get better and you know feel comfortable here, and uh, they'll be able to help us when we start playing other teams. Coach, what can you tell us about some of the new players that are on this roster and what they bring to the team? Well, you know me, I don't say a whole lot about the freshmen. Uh, they still need to go out and prove it. Um, we do have a couple of transfers that. Yeah, I've been in Division One baseball for a while, so you know when you're talking about, I'm talking about Mason Molina, left-handed pitcher that we got in. That's a junior that has a chance to be in our rotation. He's really, really hard to hit. Um, we didn't hit him much in the fall. Uh, he just uh, he's a little deceptive and has a high carry fastball. We'll get into all the technology, but he's uh, he's been really good for us and. Yeah, another left-hand pitcher is kind of a, you know, just a specialist guy, left on left. Stone Hewlett from the, transferred in from the University of Kansas, and he's the type of guy he can throw three times on the weekend, but he might only face one hitter each time. And you know, I could go on and on because we have a lot of we have a lot of new players. You know, and uh, position player wise, we have a, a sophomore shortstop uh, who is his hometown is in in Hawaii and. Uh, Name's Kahiva Aloy, and he's been really, really good for us. So, uh, with that being said, um, I don't know how long you want me on here, but if I went through all the new guys, it would take about 30 minutes. Will you say the shortstop's name again? Behava Aloy. Behava Aloy. Got that, Joe? Behava Aloy. We're going to be saying that a lot this year. Behava Aloy. Coach, you've uh, embraced, it seems like, the transfer portal, and it's been very kind to you. We've seen Coach Musselman over the years, Coach Pittman. What has the transfer portal meant for you, and did you embrace it originally? Was this something you thought was a good thing that could help you? Well, the way I look at it is that you either embrace it or you you do something else, you know, find another job, because Mm. it's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, you can get upset about it and say it's not fair, and whether it is or isn't, uh, it, it, it's there, and it's it's uh, part of our game now. And 
uh, I would say that we've done a good job of selecting guys. Um, you know, we've, we've lost out on some guys that we really wanted. Uh, in most cases, uh, it came down to uh, money, and uh, they wanted more money than we were willing to go try to find them, I guess, you know, for them. And it's just so much going on. It's not just about kids transferring around. It's transferring around and having an opportunity to make some money. And I don't blame the, some of the kids for doing it. Uh, there's, there's some, there's, there may be a time to transfer, but sometimes, you know, after your sophomore year example, if you don't play a lot as a sophomore and you're a really good player, maybe a prospect, uh, I don't know if it's, if it's worth transferring because of, in our sport, because of the draft and, uh, you know, development. And that's where you make the real money. But, uh, I do get it. I think that we've done a good job with it and we try to get kids that'll fit in with our program. We don't try to get too many. Uh, we are just trying to fill some needs and some depth and, uh, we're just trying to compete in the best baseball conference in the country every year. Along those lines, how has NIL helped with the sport of college baseball because of having those partial scholarships, and now these guys are able to, to benefit from that and, and help pay some of those scholarship costs? No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all about the NIL. I, I mean, it's, uh, it, it can be a little crazy um, because there's no limit in a lot of the places uh, that we have to recruit against. Um, they might have a little more or they might have a lot more. And, uh, you know, so we, we're we all about it. I mean, I, I think with 11.7 scholarships, ridiculous college baseball making money uh, for the NCAA, and we could go on and on about that. But it's uh, it gives them an opportunity to, like you said, to supplement scholarship. Um, to, you know, in the past, honestly, our best players would leave here and they were in debt. And, you know, you can say, well, you know, a lot of college kids are. and uh, But, you know, most of the time, football, basketball, and some of these other sports, they're not. But baseball players were definitely in debt because we didn't, we didn't get full scholarships. And if we did, we wouldn't be able to win enough because we wouldn't have enough, you know, enough depth, so to speak. So uh, I, I, I've enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's good to see these guys come to college maybe some guys are skipping pro ball for a little while to come to college because they have an opportunity to combo our scholarship with nil money and uh actually make a little money and maybe put some money away and uh i'm i'm, I'm fine with it it is what it is so we we've got to embrace it and go out and raise money and we've got to get it we're talking with razorbacks baseball head coach dave van horn coach hagan smith has gotten preseason honor after preseason honor how has he taken all this uh, have you seen it you know go to his head or anything like that how uh, just how has he taken it he's he's uh he's a great teammate he knows he's going to be playing pro ball this summer uh he wants to he wants to he wants to play in the last game of the year that's what we're all trying to do here so with that being said uh, he just does his routine every day and he works extremely hard. You know, he's one of our team captains and it's more on work ethic than it is being verbal. I mean, he, he can't outwork him and, uh, he's put in his time. He deserves everything he's getting. He's, he's really, really good. You're also back in familiar territory with the team as a whole being in the top five and, uh, different publications, it could depend on which one you're looking at, where you're ranked, but familiar territory being in that top five and a lot of expectations coming into the season. So uh, how, how's the team feeling about what's projected? Well, I don't. we don't really talk about it too much. You know, I think I've mentioned it one time that, you know, it's a, you know, we appreciate that maybe media and, people that are really involved with college baseball, you know, have a, uh, that have a little feel for it. I've ranked us pretty good because we have good players and you know, we just seem to, whenever they don't rank us pretty good, we, we end up climbing in there. So, uh, I don't think we get all hung up on it here and we're not patting ourselves on the back, so to speak. We just, we just do what we do and, you know, hopefully we can 
we can stay up there. That means we've won enough games to stay in the top ten. And uh, you know, the, the SEC every year is it's so unpredictable because everybody is really talented, and a lot of times it comes down to just you know guys staying healthy and it's timing. Uh, baseball is up and down, and you just got to learn how to handle it and and uh, you know try to try to be at your best at the end of the season. I know how important the catcher position is to you. Is this year the the depth that all of a sudden you have? Is it a pleasant surprise? What are you going to do at catcher? Well, you know the crazy thing about college baseball is that uh, you know we have a, a major league draft that used to be at the first of June, and now they've uh, for some reasons they've decided that they want to have the draft in mid July, which is about three, four weeks, depending on where you're at, before most Division One colleges or kids are moving into their dorms or whatever for the first time, the freshmen. Uh, with that being said, we don't know what we're going to get back sometimes. We don't know if the high school kid or the junior college kid or the transfer kid that we've signed is going to make it to school. So, you know, you, you've got to have at least two good catchers, and it'd be nice to have two catchers and maybe a young one to bring along. This year, uh, it just worked out. You know, we, we got our starter back from last year, and we knew he was going to come back. And we signed a really good high school senior that projected to sign, and he decided he wasn't going to sign. And put his number way up there, and he made it to school. And he's every bit as talented as we thought he was, and maybe more. And uh, he's got a bright future. And then, uh, you know, so we, we went and got a catcher from a Division One, a portal kid, the kid that we had recruited out of high school and honestly we thought we were going to get him in Hudson White and uh, when he got in the portal we got we got him thinking that we probably wouldn't get our, our freshman and then we got our freshman and then uh, Hudson Polk came back didn't get to play a whole lot last year and he's better than ever I mean uh, so I've got four catchers three of them are older and it's uh, you know we'll just take it we'll take it week to week day to day and try to play the best guy uh, rest some guys and do the best we can, and, and they know they know our situation. At the end of the season, uh, two will graduate, one will sign pro, and we'll be down to one one returning player next catcher next year. So it can change really fast, and uh, but it's a good problem to have. Mm. Coach, a little over two weeks away from the first series against James Madison. How do you get the team in a flow and get ready for the season and and having actual games going from practices and scrimmages over the next couple of weeks into uh, real real games that start a series? Well, you, you know, I tell our guys, really, we're going to do the best we can to get you ready. You know, we ask them to do certain things over the holidays to come back, you know, pretty much where they left off at a minimum uh, when they left here. And if they do that, we can pick up practice and, and keep it rolling. Uh, injuries will be down, pulled hammies, you know, different things that happen early in practice. And then, you know, we just we're trying to get ready. We know we're not going to be at our best. But we want to we want to continue to just get better week to week. And our schedule is about as good as it's been as far as toughness. And we play a tough schedule. We do play a lot of home games, uh, which is which is a great thing. We have some big-time home games with LSU and Ole Miss, Mississippi State, just to name a few coming in on the weekend. And uh, I think it'll be a great schedule for our crowd. But we don't get too, uh, we don't get too uh, caught up in the opening weekend. And uh, we just want to make sure that we're ready to play and play well when uh, conference play hits. We're talking with Dave Van Horn. Coach, I was, I'm a big fan of Peyton Holt. He's so fun to watch. Uh, just the energy he brings. Just he's a baller. What what yep. what, you, what kind of plans do you have for Holt this year? Right now, you know, it looks like he, he's got a really good chance to be our starting third baseman. Um, you know, he's uh, like you said, he's a high energy guy. Makes things happen on the base bases and uh, got a little power in there. And uh, you just got to keep him healthy. You know, he plays hard. He's strong and. I call him. He's a little knotted up. We got to keep him limber, and we got to keep an eye on his his weight weight program. Is you know it's different than some. Don't want him to get you know too tight, but 
you know, he had some injuries. He got to, finally got in the lineup, and then, he, you know, he tweaked his hamstring. He tweaked a few other things. So, uh, But give him credit. He, he shows up every day, plays hard, and uh, he's one of the one of the popular teammates just because of his effort. Is, he the, uh, is his jersey uniform the hardest one to clean? I don't know. You'd have to talk to my equipment guy about that, but uh, it definitely gets dirty because he's not shy about doing that, and we really appreciate it. <laughs> Speaking of injuries and another Peyton, Peyton Stovall was dealing with an injury at the end of the season. How's he coming along, getting back and ready for this upcoming season? Yeah, he did a great job rehabbing the shoulder, and uh, he he looks better than ever. Offensively, the ball's jumping off his pad a lot better, going opposite field a lot better. Arm is uh, it's 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 in really good shape. Uh, you know, it gets a little sore because he's, you know, he's he had major surgery on it, and his shoulders are tough. And uh, but he's done a great job. I mean, he's he's an incredibly good second baseman, fielding, turning double plays, making pivots. Uh, he's got a lot of range, a lot of feel, uh, anticipation, gets a jump on the ball. Uh, I think he's going to have a really, really good season. Coach, I think we talked about just about everybody except for you. How are you? You ready? Good. I'm always ready, but uh, the team's not ready yet, but uh, we'll be ready in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this this club. They, they have a really good attitude. They they, they lead themselves. Um, we have a good, really good culture here, and, you know, the last five or six years, of, you know, have been really special, uh, you know, and it's maintaining this is, is the key. And, uh, you know, our goals are super high. Our fans have super high expectations for us and and we get it we try not to think about it we don't want to we don't talk about it with our players we don't want them to feel that type of pressure and we get it Uh, but we we love it and uh, I think that uh, by by first game I think the staff and the players will be will be 100% ready to go coach I really appreciate the time thank you for coming on and talking baseball with us all right I'm gonna get back out to the field we'll see you guys later Dave Van Horn with us great way to start the show right there I've said it before. I don't, Joe. I love college baseball. Uh, it may be my favorite sport to cover as a journalist and to go to. Uh, and I think part of it's spring. You know, the weather's changing. You get outside, but there's something about being at Baum Walker Stadium too. The environment. I mean, you know, when Reynolds Razorback Stadium is rocking and you got 75,000 people there and there have been some moments, hair-raising moments that I've been a part of and, and, and been able to experience. And Bud Walton Arena, you know, when they're calling the Hogs, 17, 18,000 people or storming the court, it's awesome. But baseball to me, man, there's just something about it when you get in a conference play and every pitch, every out is just so important. And then the regionals and super regionals, I just love being a part of it. He's, he's my favorite guy to interview. Baseball games are fun, and especially when you can make it to the games and mm. have a chance to really experience the whole atmosphere of being at the ballpark. It's a lot of fun, and there's always a lot of energy there, and it helps that uh, there's a good product on the field, and the team is, is good with uh, some really good players. So that always helps and uh, makes the environment that much better. I'll say this, too. We are so lucky to have Phil Elson, and Bubba Carpenter on the radio team, the broadcast, they're, they're great. And there are so many weekends that I'm doing yard work, hanging out by the pool, mowing the yard, whatever the case, listening to those guys while I'm doing chores around the house. They're, they're awesome. And um, I'm so glad that um, baseball season's almost here, 16 days away. The experience between the two of them and just knowing the game inside and out, they do make it really good and uh to listen to and the energy that they bring with baseball also it's uh it's unbeatable they're good they're good at what they do all right coming up we're gonna switch gears we got razorback basketball to discuss we got some more afc nfc championship sound that we're going to hit on throughout the day jerry jones making comments on bill belichick And Dan Patrick with an idea. Now, this idea has been floated around, but he's really hammering it home again. And we're going to get into that because I think it's a great idea. We're just getting started. This is Out of Bounds.
NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. Sports Center. Jonathan Wasserman of Bleacher Report released his latest two-round 2024 NBA mock draft yesterday. Arkansas forward Trevor Brazil has fallen all the way to being projected to go 54th overall after being projected to go 14th overall as recently as December 7th of 2023. Brazil's production from last year to this year is not that far off, but it seems to have stalled, causing him to fall down draft boards. North Rock native Kellel Ware is projected to go 25th overall. He's had a solid season at Indiana, averaging 14 points, 9 rebounds, and 1.5 blocks on good efficiency. Last night, Ware had 23 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 blocks in the Hoosiers' 74-68 win over the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Need a new set of tires? Or maybe your car is making a noise that is waking the dead. Payday is still two weeks away, or maybe you're waiting on your tax refund. We've all been there. Your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot understands. That's why we offer several finance programs. Maybe your credit's not as spotless as you'd like it to be. Our understanding staff can help. All this and huge savings, too. Type, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. It's a new year, and the new you deserves a new ride. From Guadney Buick GMC, it's tax time. You worked hard all year, you paid in. Now, you need to get paid. Because at Guadney Buick GMC, your refund is going farther than ever before. Call 501-945-4444. Combining current offers, purchase allowances, and cash back with your refund makes it the best time to trade before tax season is over. Stack your tax refund on up to $6,000 purchase allowance on 2023 and 24 GMC Sierra 1500s. Equipped with the 5.3 V8. Requires eligible trade. Winter is here. Choose from a lot full of four-wheel drive and all-wheel drive vehicles. You will be approved. So make your New Year's resolution to upgrade your trade at Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's Club. Call 501-945-4444. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock, Guadney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Foyt Seafood in Sherwood presents your Razor Hog update during Out of Bounds. The guys will give you daily updates from the Hill. Your Razor Hog update is brought to you by Floyd Seafood, Kill Avenue in Sherwood. Foyt's has king cakes for Mardi Gras and the big game. Reserve yours today. Available for a limited time only in three flavors. Food, fun, football, Floyd's. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Do you want more control over your business spending? Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management platform designed to save you time and money. Ramp offers unlimited corporate cards with spend controls you can customize to stop wasteful spending before it happens. Ramp makes expense reports a breeze by automatically collecting receipts and matching them to the right transaction. You'll close your books in hours instead of days. Ramp allows you to see all of your company spend in one place, so you can make quick, informed decisions about your business finances. Plus, Ramp will share insights based on your spending to help you cut costs. Over 15,000 businesses have added up to 5% to their bottom line with Ramp. You can be one of them. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. RAMP.com slash sports. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See shelter agents Steve Ferguson in Little Rock, Todd Session in Moralton, or Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Welcome back to Out of Bounds, Westmore. Joe Franklin, glad you're with us on this Wednesday. 
Over on the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line, we had some uh, feedback to Coach Van Horn coming on the show. Stan wants to know, how come the Buzz won't sponsor one of these athletes? Well, we are. And we do. Last year we had Hagen Smith on the zone. You guys had Peyton Stovall. Yes. Uh, I know the morning show, I think it's a done deal. I'm going to let them announce it. They have someone. I think the zone, I'm pretty sure, has one. We're working on one. If you'd like to uh, sponsor Kendall Diggs on Out of Bounds, I know how to make that happen. Yeah, since you're asking about it, let's get to it. Kendall, put some work in on it. Yeah, Kendall Diggs has agreed to join us. Uh, I did a little uh, asking around about, because I want someone who is fun, well-spoken, um, and, and he's good, right? <laughs> you know. That helps. That helps. You need somebody. And, and I think Kendall Diggs is going to have a breakout year. I've told that he is a, 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 he's a character, has, uh, likes to have fun, and I thought he would be perfect for the show. I've already spoken with Kendall. He's agreed to do it. And now we just need to find a sponsor. Sales at 1037thebuzz.com if you want to sponsor Ken, Kendall Diggs on Out of Bounds. He looks like the type of player, though, that he's serious about what he does as far as playing baseball and Wanting to be as good as he can be, but at the same time, you can tell by the smile that he does enjoy what he's doing. Dude is clutch, too. I mean, when I think Kendall Diggs, I think clutch. And all the clutch hits he's had over the last couple of seasons. And now he's going to be an everyday player, and he's going to be counted on even more this season. All right, Razorback basketball. Tonight they got Missouri, 7.30 tip-off in Columbia. Arkansas's done well against Missouri the last uh, several years. Now, last year, Missouri did get a close win up there in Columbia. Uh, steals were the problem. Turnovers were the problem for the Razorbacks. And Coach Musselman said on his coach's show uh, earlier this week that that's been the priority this week at practice, dribbling with your head up because Missouri will double team. They run and jump all the time. You never know when it's going to come. He said that it's very uh, sporadic. I mean, they'll do it at any point, any place on the court. So when you have the ball in your hands, you have to be ready at all times. That's how Missouri tries to score. They're limited offense, too, like Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas's not been able to create a bunch of turnovers. They haven't been able to get a bunch of steals and getting points in transition off of those steals. Missouri has been able to do that at times this season. So that is one of the things Arkansas will have to do tonight uh, to to come out of Columbia with a victory, their second SEC victory. And I thought Coach Zimmerman made a great point yesterday. Put yourself in Missouri's shoes. They're winless. They see Arkansas coming to town with that record and the struggles of Arkansas. They're licking their chops. They're thinking this is where we can get that SEC win. In fact, Bet Saracen has Missouri a five and a half point favorite, so they're expecting to win. See, that is a little surprising that the line is is as high as it is, uh, and it'd be surprising for fans out there that view Missouri in a certain way and they think that you know Arkansas is playing bad that they're not playing as good as the potential that's there and that Arkansas may be the better team overall but that's the key to it what you mentioned there defense the effort that they're giving the result that they're getting from not playing quality defense like they're used to and not creating the turnovers and doing certain things that it takes to win those games and we've seen with Musselman coach teams that's where everything starts for them and this team is just not getting it done on the defensive end. Justin asked me a couple minutes ago, how would I play this game? <laughs> and I said, I wouldn't play this game. I have zero feel for the Razorbacks. I have no idea what they're going to do. I honestly don't. Uh, five, it would not surprise me if Missouri covers the number and wins by 10. It really wouldn't surprise me if Arkansas won or even covered and played a close game. I, I, I am not. I will, I will not play the game tonight as far as that. If I was to play it, uh, and, and I probably won't. I would probably pl- play the under. Under, yeah. Just that, be- that sounds like the way to go. Mm-hmm. I, I think with two struggling teams, uh, and I would gamble on the fact that Arkansas stepped it up defensively against Kentucky, and they've uh, uh, learned something from that, and you'll see a, a good defensive effort again against Missouri. And so it could be a very low-scoring game, a game that neither team gets in the 70s, and, and maybe the team that gets to the 60s wins it. You know, something 62 to 58, something like that. I could see that kind of game, unless, because this is, uh, this, 
it's more of a rival Missouri, you know, with the Coach Anderson stuff and what Coach Z was talking about, how they, for years, they were all, all over Arkansas. And there were some intense games up there. Unless the officials sense that and call it very tight and you get a ton of free throws, then that could make it one of those games that goes over because the teams are living on the free throw line making points without the clock running. Also, you, you don't want to see that type of game where it does drag on with two teams that don't shoot the ball well. If they're getting to the free throw line and creating points like that, that's one thing. But if you're talking about dragging it out, mm. two teams mm. that don't shoot the ball well, it becomes a long game. Now, the key to it could be Makai Mitchell and playing more physical and, and giving them something from the inside that they've been lacking in a lot of games this season. And we saw that he was able to bring that to the table against Kentucky. It'll be interesting to see how they continue to build on that because we've seen in the past that players that get on the court one game and play well and play a lot of minutes, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily get on the court for the next game. Mitchell had nine rebounds in Columbia last year against Missouri. That's one of the things I noticed from the box score. He had a good game up there, so maybe he's returning to a place where he has good memories, gets back out on the court, and plays well again. There are all kinds of rumors floating around about this Razorback basketball team, and we're not going to get into the rumors. There's nothing that we know is concrete out there about these rumors, so I'm not going to address them. There was a tweet uh, and we read that tweet two days ago. It's from one of these coaching searches Twitter accounts that said that they're hearing that Coach Musselman has already uh, reached out through the back channels to Arizona State and Minnesota and some other pos- potential job openings. That he's already planning his exit, I believe is what that tweet said. Well, this morning, Danielle Musselman got on Twitter, and she tweeted out, Jumping on here only because people have resorted to asking my 8th grader for clarification. There is zero truth to every ridiculous rumor that I have read or heard, and people reporting from a, quote, a good source (laughs) should go sell the story to Netflix. Sounds like a three-part series. So she does kind of address all the rumors that have been floating out there, and I think she was addressing, too, the... uh, sources, the good sources from that tweet about the coaching search uh, about Coach Musselman looking for jobs. Uh, She tried to put it into that on Twitter this morning. That's where everyone takes things and and they run with it because now it turns into somebody saying that this is a credible source and and that's how it kind of gets out there and gets floated around. But it's, it's even interesting thinking about somebody asking about job possible job openings like these jobs aren't available so how is it that somebody is inquiring about some possible job openings that doesn't make sense you know that's how the 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 network will work coaches go you know to contacts people they know at that place and and put out a feeler and and it may not even it's probably not coach musselman it's maybe his agent uh, a friend of the agent, and they're reaching out, hey, is there a possibility here? I'm not saying that's happened, but that's how these coaches, how they work. You know, they it's, it's kind of like us in real life. You know, you put out feelers, and word starts getting out, and that's where they apparently, they thought, they had these sources. Last night in the SEC, yeah, they, uh, a, a shocker, a, a little bit of a surprise. South Carolina goes to Tennessee. They were a 13-and-a-half-point underdog, and South Carolina knocks off Tennessee 53-69. When I watched South Carolina-Arkansas, I didn't want to believe my eyes. I really didn't. I was like, man, this South Carolina team's playing well. They're, they're a good team. I saw the shooting percentages, and I said, well, when you shoot the ball that well, you know, that builds your confidence, your defense gets better, and when you shoot the ball and put it in the hole, usually you win and you play a little bit better. Then they go to Kentucky, or they hosted Kentucky, beat the socks off of Kentucky there in Columbia, and look just as good. Now they go to Tennessee and beat Tennessee last night. They have, South Carolina has now beaten the top two teams in the SEC like that our highest-ranked teams in the SEC. Got to say, South Carolina's for real. They're, yeah, they're a team you have to take serious because of what they've done. Now, going into that game against Tennessee, you can understand the line and uh, the respect that's there for Tennessee. But yeah. now that shifts where 
it's not just a winning streak. It's a trend for South Carolina, and they were picked towards the bottom of the conference where they would finish, and they proved everyone wrong so far, and now you definitely have to give them a lot of credit in the games that they've won, the way they look as a team, and the way that they play. You have to give them a lot of credit for it. I was looking at the SEC standings, and the team that Ar- teams Arkansas have played, I mean, they're all at the top, all above Arkansas. Of course, when you're at the bottom, that means everybody's going to be above you. But you look at the teams that have beaten Arkansas, South Carolina, 6-2 and two in the SEC. Auburn, 5-2 and two in the SEC. Kentucky, 5-2 and two in the SEC. Ole Miss, 5-3. and three. They got a win last night over Mississippi State. Florida, even Florida, who has had their struggles, they're 4-3. and three, And Georgia's 4-3. and three. Every team that's beaten Arkansas so far is above 500 in the SEC. The one team Arkansas did beat was Texas A&M. A&M is 3-4 in the SEC. This week you got a chance. You've played what's looking like the best of the SEC. This week you get the the rest of the SEC in Missouri and LSU. Tigers are three and four in the SEC. Tigers will play tonight, and so you know we'll see what happens to their record if they can even it up to to five hundred. But the uh, Tigers, I, I, I uh, I'm wrong. LSU doesn't play tonight. That's why you have projections too going into the season. The teams are projected to be in certain spots, but A lot of times when you get to the end of the season, those teams don't finish where it was picked that they would finish, and sometimes not even close. And about half that list of the teams that Arkansas has lost to, more than half of that list, Arkansas was projected to finish higher than them. But that's what makes the difference from preseason and when you actually get into the season and have to play games. You know, this year the SEC is going to to buys to where every team, two teams, uh, I guess every Thursday will, or, or I'm sorry, either Tuesday or Wednesday will have a buy. And so you get a, uh, some time off during the season. Last week, the two teams that had to buy played each other. And I saw Coach, Coach Z's little uh, midweek you know, or, uh, preview of the games that are coming up. And he was talking about the buys and how what they're going to do is have the two teams that have the buy during the week play each other on the weekend so there's not an unfair advantage. That makes a lot of sense. LSU's not playing. Arkansas plays him Saturday. That's not... That's an unfair advantage. <laughs> well, from what Coach Z said, I was like, well, that does make sense. Both teams are coming off of a bye, no advantage. And here, lo and behold, LSU's not playing tonight. With the schedule, it's going to work out at times where both teams get the bye and then they play each other next. But other times, it's going to be one team and not the other. I'm not smart enough to figure out real quickly like that who's got the bye besides LSU. Yeah, I am. It's Texas A&M. Should have had Texas A and M and LSU play Saturday. So they took the this week off, yeah. where they're playing. Two teams have buys, but the two teams that they're playing next don't have a buy. Yeah. So Florida will uh, go to A and M. A and M's been off all week, and they get to be at home just like LSU. We'll mess up in the schedule right there. We'll see what the results of those games are too, because it, it's a little different in basketball as opposed to football where you're used to playing more games in a, in a shorter time frame anyway. And so with basketball, although you do get a bye, it's not really like you're getting that much more rest than the, the next team. And then we even talk about rest versus rust. If a team yeah. is on the court playing, they may be in a, more of a flow than the team that's coming off the bye. So we'd have to look at the results to see if it even means anything. I'll update my little running total of how SEC teams are doing at home. Uh, I did it last Tuesday. I'll update it through the games for Tuesday, Wednesday of last week and Saturday. And remind me, and I'll give everybody an update, because last Tuesday uh, we found out that home teams during midweek games are almost unbeatable. They were 12-2. and On Saturdays, home teams actually had a losing record. Home teams were 10-12 and 12 on Saturdays. I thought that was kind of odd. I asked Pat Bradley about it, and he was like, well, his theory is on when you play a Saturday game, you know as a player you're off the next day, and you're going to give it everything you got, and so that you know road team goes out there. Because you'd think it would be different. Best crowds are usually on a Saturday, right? And you'd think home court advantage. We haven't been seeing that so far in SEC play. But I'll update that, and I'll give everybody the uh, new uh, – 
new stats a little later in the show. Pat Bradley will join us a little later in the show. He's up at the about 210. So we'll get his scouting report on the Missouri Tigers and uh, see what Arkansas needs to do to get that victory. We got uh, Tucker Hagedorn coming on at 310 today. He covers the Missouri Tigers. So I wanted to get kind of go behind enemy lines and check in with him and find out about those uh, struggling Tigers and maybe how Arkansas can take advantage of that tonight and get that SEC victory. We come back. Let's talk about the uh, idea for the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. That'll be good to get into. Dan Patrick, had uh, he's been talking about this for a while. And today on his show, he went into it a little bit more. We'll play that. We'll discuss it. And we'll get your thoughts on moving the Super Bowl next. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Quinn Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Dingman shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. Charged with a crime? Hire the Lions. There's no one better to protect your pride than our pride of legal Lions. Exceptional communication and exceptional results in both the negotiating room and the courtroom. Lion Legal, the legal pride of Arkansas. Call 227-ROAR and Lion Legal will come roaring to the rescue. Howie, for Valentine's Day, we always want jewelry, but we expect the chocolate and the roses, too. Well, at Robert Irwin Jewelers, we've got all three for you. Spend $99 or more, and you're going to get a free box of chocolates and a dozen roses. If you want a diamond heart necklace and a gold rose, only $149. Plus, you're going to get a dozen roses and a box of chocolates while supplies last. I don't expect any less from you guys. Why go anywhere else? It's Valentine's Day at Robert Irwin Jewelers. I don't know. Free financing, five locations or online at rijewelers.com. People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. If your bathroom needs a new look, make Home Outlet your first stop. Choices are endless with a large selection of new in-stock vanities. So many sizes, colors, and tops. LED mirrors, faucets, freestanding tubs, and more. Great quality products at the guaranteed lowest price. Something for everyone. And the service at Home Outlet, they can't be beat. Find us at homeoutlet.com. Break up with your big box store. Kitchens, baths, and floors, and more. Home Outlet is your home store. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their New Year's Auto Loan Special. Fantastic news! Due to weather conditions, the New Year's Auto Loan Special has been extended through Valentine's Day. Take advantage of 3.99% interest on 22, 23, or 24 models. No payments for 90 days or up to 84 months financing. Once again, the Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union New Year's Auto Loan Special has been extended through Valentine's Day. Get pre-approved online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Southern 
Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome back to Out of Bounds. Westmore and Joe Franklin. This morning, I was uh, taking my daughter to school, listening to Dan Patrick. He talked about the Super Bowl and moving the Super Bowl before, but today he was kind of hammering it again. And for some reason, one reason or another, it's kind of blown up on Twitter. It's been tweeted out a bunch and retweeted a bunch. And so I wanted to hit on his idea of moving the Super Bowl. First, we'll let you hear what Dan Patrick thinks should happened to the Super Bowl. I stumbled upon something that I think is worth fighting for. I think go to your local politician, your local congressman, senator, and tell them the conference championship games will be followed by the Super Bowl two weeks later, but we don't wait until Super Bowl Sunday. We make it a Super Bowl Saturday night. Then everybody gets that next day to recover, and then we go back to work, and America is productive on that Monday. Who's with me? Yeah, yeah. we must stop this scourge. I don't know how we we pitch this. I'm not sure. We need like a congressman, or that would that help or hurt? Maybe I should have given this to Peter King last hour. Oh. Darn it! Well, somebody's going to pick it up and run with it, and that's fine because this is about the fans. What if you, at the Super Bowl, announced, like, a, a cause? Like, everyone's there and say, you have a press release, a press announcement. Mm. I'm going to lead the cause <laughs> for the sa- Super Bowl Saturday. Mm. We'll get the term. We'll trademark mm. it. Mm. Okay. Soon. Super Bowl Saturday night. Yeah. Sounds more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And how about this? The day after that Super Bowl, Dan, you replay that Super Bowl the next day cut down with no commercials with a presenting sponsor for anyone who missed it Mm. or wants to replay it Mm. and you have like the NFL Network guys Peter Schrager and those guys host a recap a two hour recap commercial of Super Bowl Uh monetize that yeah whatever you know I don't know can the NFL monetize the Super Bowl any more than they've monetized it would it would it suffer if they did a Saturday night Super Bowl instead of a Sunday late afternoon early evening yes Eaton well I think one of the things that you get with the Super Bowl is people who don't really care about football at all will watch the Super Bowl. True. I don't know if they'll do that on Saturday versus Sunday. I don't know. Saturday night? Yeah, I I don't know a lot of people who couldn't care less about football. Well, I'm going to stay in on Saturday and watch this game I couldn't care less about. But if it's Sunday and you go to the party and everybody, okay, and then we're going home, I think, I, I don't know, I'm just throwing out ideas. It feels like you would stay up and enjoy yourself and stay longer if you knew that Sunday was going to be, you know, the, the safety net to catch you as opposed to. That's where I am, right there. Give it to me on Saturday, Saturday night, maybe even move the start time back a little bit. You know, on Sundays, it's, what, 525 kickoff. Maybe Saturday you can make it like a 630 kickoff. 7 o'clock kickoff, like we do, you know, for Saturday Sunday night games, Monday night games. Even when they have, during the playoffs, the last couple weeks of the season, the Saturday game, Saturday night. Sunday's a day of rest then. Sunday then you get to recuperate from your Super Bowl party. I think it, it makes a ton of sense. Heck, just change it from Super Bowl Sunday to Super Bowl Saturday. Not a big deal there. And I even like their idea of... You can replay the game on Sunday when there's nothing really else going on besides some college basketball or something and re-air it, maybe a different broadcast, or maybe it's the some of the coaches, the Mannings, or whoever can just sit there and talk about the game as it replays again. I think there is something there for a Sunday. I would like to re-watch it. You know, I'm usually at a party Most on a Saturday night having, you know, a couple of cocktails, and then I'm like, what, did, what happened there in the third quarter? What was that? 
play it again. Watch it again. So they actually did get into a little more of that discussion towards the end of that clip where they went on to say on a Saturday night that that's not a good night for TV. Even though you have things that are presented in prime time mm-hmm. and they, you know, they present it like millions of people are watching and that that is big in TV in the big picture. That's not a big viewing night on a Saturday night because of the fact that people are out doing other things and doing their own thing. But they did go on to say that now if the Super Bowl is slotted there and everybody watches the Super Bowl Maybe that changes how Saturday night is viewed, at least for that one night. It's like uh, college football games, the playoff games. When you have a big one, it becomes an event. And that's what. Remember the year we had the college football on New Year's, New Year's Eve? Eve? Yeah. That became an event. The games were still watched. People just then all of a sudden had an earlier New Year's Eve party. Come watch the football games, hang out, we'll watch them, and then we'll celebrate New Year's Eve. I think the Super Bowl is such a standalone event, they could play it on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And it's going to get huge numbers. Saturday night, you know, I think it's now, I think it's even been proven a little bit of a uh, myth. Back in the day when the rating system was so uh, just terrible in TV, and they would send out a diary, they would get you to start on a Thursday. That's why Thursdays became so important in TV, because you had this little diary you had to fill out for Nielsen, and people get this diary. They are all excited. They fill it out on Thursday. It's right there on the couch or next to their chair, and they fill out Thursday. Then Friday comes, they may fill out a little something. Then the weekend happens, they forget, and then they get a phone call on Wednesday, say, don't forget to turn in your diary. They're like, oh, crap, what did I watch on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and then turn it in after Wednesday. That's why you had Thursday as a big night and Sunday a big night. Because a lot of times people would go throughout the weekend and then come back Sunday and go, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Let me fill out. Well, they knew what they watched Sunday because it's Sunday and they just got through watching it. And then they kind of forget Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So anyway, I think that's a myth. And if people are there, the people will be there on a Saturday night watching the Super Bowl. It is an event. And all of a sudden, instead of going out to some restaurant or going to a movie on Saturday night, you're going to a Super Bowl party. Southern Structural Solutions text line, we have a message. It's a big deal if you have to work Saturdays. So they're saying that they have to work Saturdays and they would still miss the Super Bowl and they're more comfortable on Sunday. Now, the reason that this is a topic in the, in the first place is because it goes back to people wanting a day off the day after the Super Bowl. So whether that's on a Monday after the Super Bowl, you get that Super Bowl Monday off, or we're talking about on a Saturday night, where most people are off on Sunday and not having to work, that's what it all goes back to. People want to be able to watch the game and not have to go to work the next day. A a preference would be, though, we get that Super Bowl Monday. Nobody has to work that Monday. Yeah, Acre had the best idea. Just make it a holiday the day after Super Bowl. And they did float around the idea if you would expand the season another week, then the Sunday it would push back the Super Bowl one more week. The next Monday after that Super Bowl would be President's Day, and a lot of people were off on President's Day. It's headed that way. They're close to it. Hour two's next. Another break. I guess people should really stick to what they know. Like how Chris Green Hyundai knows customer care and cars. New, pre-owned, service, and a body shop. But don't just take my word for it. Let Layden tell you. Hey, Arkansas. It's Layden Blocker. For slam dog deals, go see the team at Chris Crane Hyundai and Carlin. So Layden's got the hoops handy.